0: Hold on, there. hold on. Let me do my Ryan imitation. And you've already made that joke. You've already said that. You said that in the last episode. So I'm going to edit did it Did I out. say that? Yep, you did. I truly don't remember last 100%. Listen back, listeners. And also it helps our algorithm. California. California. Here we go. Keeping up with the Coens. An OCB rewatch podcast
1: <laughs> mazel tov pant loads and welcome back to keeping up with the cohen's episode number eight of season two of our oc rewatch journey my name is ryan drake coming to you from a very loud and windy oklahoma city and i am of course joined by my two my one favorite co-host and also dylan let me start by saying hello and welcome to that man at the bottom of my screen so I can easily drag him down and off my screen if I ever need to. Dylan Irwin. Hello, Dylan.
0: Hi. I'm going to hit you with with how you should have insulted me. You should have said I'm coming to you uh, from a very loud and windy Oklahoma city, and speaking of loud and windy, and then you could have introduced me. <laughs> but
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure... You know sure... what? You're right. You know what? I'm, going to t- I'm taking it again. Here we go. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this
0: this might be one of Ryan's favorite episodes of the podcast because as I was saying um, before we started recording... I'm really tired today, and so I am going to, I'm going to be at about an 8 as opposed to an 11, and so we'll see how this goes, but, uh, but it's really good to see you all. You look great. I
2: feel like you're trying to bait us, like, what, what are you tired yeah. of, Dylan?
1: I am- I, yeah, I don't believe, like, whatever he, first of all, I don't believe him, I feel like by 30 <laughs> minutes from now, he's going to be full Dylan again, so I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, he's tired. Never but, go yeah, full okay.
0: Dylan, you never go full Dylan.
1: You do it every day.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's exhausting.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's why he's so tired, just from being himself. <laughs> that's why we all get tired. Uh, okay. Well, thanks thanks for that, Dylan. Thanks for that report. I, I, I appreciate it. That voice you also heard, keeping us in line, um, is Chelsea Trinidad from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Helium Queen herself. Hello, Chelsea. How are you?
2: Hey, guys. I'm doing good. Um, I was just thinking to myself the other day, uh, my friend was getting really, really into the what is it called? The the power of tidying up. The Marie Kondo, Condo Condor. What's well, her name?
1: Sp- Spark Joy stuff. Marie, first of all, Marie Condor. Uh, I don't know her
2: name. <laughs> Marie,
1: I don't, Marie, Con- Marie Kondo. Marie uh, Marie Kondo.
2: Condo. She he, he calls it the Con Mari method. It's my friend Zach. Shout out. That's what He's it's Probably called. listening. Um. Oh, it's just called Con Mari. Okay. Yeah. I I wasn't sure. Um, but uh, he was telling me about how I need to con my phone contacts. Um, and I was telling him that it was kind of uncomfortable because there's people on there who are like, dead i don't want to delete them like that, i don't know that seems like a rage i've
1: had the same thing where it's like i first of all i've never gone through and edited my phone contacts in probably 10 years so there's just so many people in there i just never talked to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there are a couple people that have died and i'm like it feels disrespectful to like and those are the same people that like I'll i'll, I'll unfollow them like on twitter or something because i'm like i don't need to follow them anymore right but it feels weird
2: it's really weird yeah. Um, well, the whole reason why I brought it up was just to say, whenever I think about this podcast, it sparks joy. So we're keeping it.
1: Oh, thank you. Wow. We're tidying up with the Coens. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can get into these episodes. I have some thoughts. Uh, what, where, how do we feel about where we are in the OC season two right now? I feel like these episodes were a, were, were a breath of fresh air.
2: I loved both of these episodes. They were fun. They reminded me of season four, actually. Like, they had yeah, a really nice just hangout vibe. You know, we got lots of action with the core four. Um, yeah. It was them just kind of hanging out and being silly and kind of just got to see the relationships. You know, the, you know, you know that the
1: core four is not the core four in season four, right? <laughs> it's oh, a very well. Different <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's,
0: yeah.
2: that's a little ironic. But um, I, love, I love these two episodes, especially after the um, deja vu we were getting in the last six.
0: I really like these episodes, and I'm pretty sure the mall episode. I'm surprised that that's not Ryan's favorite episode because I know how much he enjoys the mall. Well, that's Um,
1: exactly what I wanted to lead with. Actually. Thank you, Dylan for that segue. That was very good. You're, you know what? I prefer, I prefer dead Dylan. I like this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I you. I actually sent you guys a picture last week in the last two weeks for the first time in a year, because COVID I have ventured out into both of our major Oklahoma city malls for the first time in a while. And boy, it is bleak. It is hard yeah. to to enjoy the mall right now because most things have, a lot of things, not most, a lot of things have closed and are still closed. And at Penn Square Mall, it's, mo- it's. Or I'm sorry, at Quail Springs Mall, um, it's like most things are closed and just say like new store coming soon, but you don't even know what the store is. <laughs> but, so then the that, but then the things that are open, can I tell you this? The things that are open currently at Quail Springs Mall in Oklahoma City, there is a golf course. There is a mini golf course. There's an escape room. There's a VR arena. There's a zoo. There's a zoo in the mall. What? <laughs> there's a bowling alley. Like, that's where we are with the mall. It's becoming like a main event type of thing. Like, there's stores are just not operating out of malls anymore. I mean,
2: that I sounds like a high school, like, haven. That sounds like every yeah. fun thing I wanted to do back then before we were allowed to party.
1: Man. See, my friend and I had this exact conversation when we went there. We saw all the shit that was there, and I was like, I don't know. I can't imagine high schoolers being like, yeah, let's go play mini-golf at the mall. Like, I don't know who this stuff is for.
0: Hey, you want to go to the zoo, man? At the mall?
1: There's a (gasps) zoo at the mall, by the way. It's called Blue Zoo. Does a zoo in an Edmond
0: mall just, like, showcase people from Oklahoma City?
1: (laughs) There's, like, real animals that live there. Like, every... They live at the mall now. Like, there's there overnight alone... (laughs) what like kind of animals the are they four. yeah uh boy i don't know. i didn't go to, i didn't go into the zoo it's like 15 bucks to go through the mall zoo when i could go to the oklahoma city zoo for like five dollars there's I gotta be go a goat well you i know, know but, but like is there. it
2: i mean i just obviously they don't have big cats there do they
1: i have no i know, but there could be like there could be 12 lions in there i don't know i didn't go through it
2: Ooh.
1: but yeah the mall is like a. it's in the malls are in a bad place Man. in america right now i'm i'm concerned
2: so th- this was not only a fun episode but a mm. relic of a time period that is long we've long since moved past:
1: I'd used to lo- i truly and I'd sent you guys a picture because w- I walked past the buckle and you had, I had to show you that. Um, but like yeah, truly the like the mall was such a fun place when when we were kids, right? Like mm-hmm. I used to go there almost at least once a weekend, and just we get dropped off and we'd spend like four hours there.
2: Yeah, I was gonna ask, did your parents do the thing where they dropped you off at the mall and came back and got you later?
1: Yes. Yeah, the mall closed at nine, and we would go at like five thirty, and like fucking just go to the mall and get picked up at nine. Did we, uh, you guys ever
2: work at the mall? Because I worked at Pac Sun for a while, and I feel like that was Hell a yes. big deal.
1: I worked at the mall, and I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. And Wait, I worked at the bookstore.
2: Oh, God, it, yeah. Working at PacSun was one of my favorite jobs ever. I mean, Abercrombie was a joke. Like, they barely called me. It was literally just... I was a fill-in person on the schedule, pretty much. But I didn't care. I got discounts, so that was cool. But working side. at PacSun gave me, like, street cred. Because everyone wanted to work there. So many people applied, and they chose me for whatever reason. <laughs> I fit their aesthetic... Out I, of the um, masses Ding. I would wear like a uh, Hey you asshole <laughs> I would wear like a Roxy dress Over top of like flared jeans And like a pair of Converse I just have a look
0: The Alex Kelly okay. look
2: Yeah exactly or Alex I'd wear a Paul Kelly. Frank shirt With like a uh, sweatband Around my wrist and like a really really Skinny uh, scarf around my neck
0: Hey you know that's what you gotta do I, I Speaking on behalf of the Small town listeners At the Lawton Mall, I still remember that we didn't get a movie theater or an arcade in our mall until I was, like, right in that sweet spot in high school. And so all of a sudden, the mall became super cool right around the time I should have started hanging out there more. But when I was actually, like, growing up it was pretty much no movie theater, no arcade and just like a really moldy fountain. The only thing you did there was you would like go and walk through the perfume section of JCPenney, watch your sister get her ears pierced at Claire's and then get a great american cookie and realize why am i here and why is life so dark now.
1: Dude, those cookies still fuck. Like they hold up yeah. well. They're There's still sugar, good.
0: Those those multicolored sugar cookies?
1: No, I'm talking about the big, like the, the big, big one, the, like the, the shit. Yeah. Oh my oh. God. I still get cookie cake at least once a year. Cookie ki- you're a cookie. You,
0: you are a cookie cake guy. I can sense Absolutely. it. See, yeah, I was kosher. more of
2: an anti Annie's person. That's healthy. Yeah, I know. Is I it- liked, I liked the, my, well, my favorite was the pretzel with like the crunchy almonds on the outside and I dunked that shit in caramel. I mean, I'm sure it was like 1800 calories, but who cares? I was in high school.
1: Exactly, our metabolism could handle it. So in this episode, and I know you're going to cover the we'll cover the episode, I promise. But in this episode, they are in the mall and they have free reign of the mall. And I feel like one, this has been a like a setting for something in the past. Besides that zombie movie, Dylan, you know what I'm talking about? Dawn of the Dead. Is that where they're in them? They live in the mall.
0: Uh, Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is the George Romero zombie movie that was an allegory about American consumerism. But yeah, the
1: one the one is that the one that has the guy from Modern Family in it. Yeah, where they're all just in the mall. I was
2: also, I was trying to remember, is Corduroy, you know, the little teddy bear book, was he, like, wandering around the mall trying to find his button? Am I getting this confused, or is that a thing?
1: I have absolutely no idea what Corduroy is.
2: Corduroy the little bear that has green overalls, that, but a button's missing.
0: Directed by Zack Snyder. I know what you're talking about. Corduroy was adorable. Stop talking about her or I'll cry on Mike.
2: Yeah, and didn't he live so in the first First of all, we're
1: gonna full circle we're going more full circle with Zack Snyder because Amber Heard was also in this episode. We'll yeah. get to it in a little bit.
2: Oh, she was. I was thinking about that to myself. I was like, this episode has Olivia Wilde and Amber Heard, and I earnestly can't think of two more beautiful humans. But I, I don't know. I feel like Amber Heard's kinda uh, crazy. You're looking at them. Oh, yeah, first me. of all.
1: And what a direction they went to date Harry Styles and for the other one to date Elon Musk. <coughs> one, one, yeah. One, one of the time.
2: Great choices. And her whole deal with Jonathan John, uh, John what is his name? Whatever, Johnny
1: Depp. Oh yeah, I don't know what corduroy is, but I feel like there was another major thing that was set in the mall like that, where like some where there were people were living in the mall for like a night or a week or something. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Um, maybe I'm wrong. By the way, I could be lying.
0: Where okay, where they were living in the mall.
1: Well, they stayed the night at the mall. Whatever. Oh 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 oh! It was a show. It was an episode of a show. Um, uh, by the Bell. Oh my God. No, Chelsea, it is Saved by the Bell.
2: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, because they were getting concert tickets, right? Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They stuck in the mall. (laughs) That's, like, such a perfect storyline for a show like Saved by the Bell.
1: Holy shit. Hang on. It's all coming back to me. They They were trying to stay in the mall so they could be first in line to buy concert tickets. And while they were there, they found a bag of money, right? And then they were trying to figure out who... And then they were getting followed by some guy. And then it ended up being, like, a prank TV show or something.
3: You remember way more
2: about this episode than I did. I just vaguely remember, like, oh, there was a mall episode for *Stay by the Bell*. That's all I remember. I've heard. seen
1: every episode of *Stay by the Bell* at least ten times. I just can't remember what band they were trying to buy tickets for. I want to say Beach Boys, but I guess that would have been *Full House*. I can't um, remember what band they were trying to buy tickets for. It was very—I think it was *New Kids on the Block*.
2: I've been rewatching *Are You Afraid of the Dark?* and I'm pretty sure that someone gets caught in the mall there, but it's not a fun experience. It's a.
1: That show Hero
2: slaps
0: one. so hard. Mm-hmm. I love that show. That's why I like horror. I'm convinced that and the clown from the Brave Little Toaster are the reasons I like horror movies.
2: Yeah, and uh, Goosebumps.
0: Oh, yeah. That really, really weird, like, techno 1975-esque theme song. I what? want Ryan Drake to do a remix of that song.
3: Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed you the rules and I'll hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do the streets you'll never know if you don't
1: go after a failed attempt to buy tickets to the u2 concert zach and the gang <laughs> find five thousand dollars abandoned at the mall but things don't work out when a couple of shady guys are looking for the money and the gang believes they're criminals what song do you want me to remix i'm sorry
0: uh the goosebumps theme song from the
1: 90s show oh that's the one that has the weird like dog barking sounds in it. i will never yeah. forget that yeah Yeah. Okay, we should probably cover the episode now. Um, Yes. Episode episode 15.
2: I organized. Well, let me say
1: that we got to say that we (laughs) we haven't done any of this yet. So, episode 15, season two of the OC. Episode 15 is the mall episode, which is, I don't think I've ever said that out loud until right now. The mall (laughs) episode features Sandy Cohen on screen for seven minutes and four seconds. Dylan, take it away.
0: The mall episode originally aired. (laughs) The Mall episode originally aired on March tenth, two thousand five. The Mall episode had seven point six six million viewers, and the Mall episode was written by <laughs> Stephanie Savage.
1: <laughs> Chelsea, tell us about the Mall episode. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I organized it. Um, what I like about these episodes is that there's less like a storyline going on, and it's more just vibes. So, I kind of just divided it by vibes. <laughs> Wait, what
1: hang on. That's just Chelsea's way of getting out of like I didn't recap it. So <laughs> your hair just whatever, started in the I middle totally, automatically. yeah,
2: whatever. I totally recapped it. I just split it in between the core four and adult world. You so just I split guess we'll, what? you
1: just split what?
2: The storyline of of the Mall episode.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: The episode the title it, of this episode is gonna be the Mall episode know.
2: Uh, are we here to talk about the mall episode or not?
0: <laughs> yes. I want so to talk about start, the mall episode.
2: To start the mall episode, it begins with Ryan in his bed, bumming hard over Lindsay leaving, and this is basically mm-hmm. the exact opposite of what we saw a few weeks ago with Seth bumming over uh, Summer and Zach potentially sleeping together.
1: It's a so good vibe was, to start on.
2: It was it was kind of sweet to see Seth consoling Ryan, like he lifts up the uh, window curtains and he kind of sits on his bed and you know he's kind of like okay i'm not going to let you wallow you need to do this and i thought they actually had a really nice tender moment when ryan brought up his attachment issues he said something like a lot of people left when i was a kid and i thought once i was here that part of my life was over but it's not and i kind of honestly forgot about his entire past in chino and his shitty mom and shitty dad what, what about you guys did Stepdad. that scene give you the feels too
1: I thought you said, "Did the vaccine give you the feels?" Um, no, uh, no. I feel like that's the thing that we don't that we talked about last season is that how much of Ryan's history is just kind of thrown to the wayside, and it's only brought up again whenever it's convenient. The
0: uh, I'll tell you the thing that kind of I really appreciated about that whole scene is we kind of see a number of really important things happen for the first time. We see Ryan actually snap at Seth. Like, yell at him and mm-hmm. tell him to shut up.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But then in reaction, we also see Seth kind of realizing, oh, I need to shut up now. And so I thought that was kind of cool how, uh, and then the the talk that resulted from that. And yeah, you know, it was, that was probably my favorite part of the, you know, first, at least the first five minutes of the whole episode.
2: Uh, moving to the next scene, uh, Seth and Summer are like seamlessly back together. It's like nothing had happened, which I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Yeah, I have thoughts. It so just jumps they they back kiss, in too quickly. They kiss once, uh, presumably the night before is what I'm assuming. This is the next day, and that's why Ryan's so upset because Lindsay left like last night. Mm-hmm. But their whole thing was first of all, they're just immediately back together. The other thing is that like their whole thing, the reason they broke up was because Seth was overly like invested in Ryan. Clearly, was into his relationship with Ryan more than he was in his relationship with Summer. But Ryan was kind of the problem there, and immediately, the first thing we see of Seth and Summer back together is Seth saying, like, something's wrong with Ryan. He's so upset. I don't know what to do about it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Just mm-hmm. just have a different conversation one time.
0: Yeah. I feel like the person that's grown the most in that relationship is Summer. Sorry, there are birds right outside my window.
1: Yeah, I can hear them. Yeah, I can, too. Uh, they, they sound very
2: sweet, they, though.
0: Yeah, they... Uh, They're pretty great. They want to contribute, too. Um, But I feel like Summer has grown so much in that she seems to be a lot more patient. Are they getting louder? Yeah.
1: Okay. They're like like creeping more and more towards you.
0: They're in my beard. Here, hold on. Hey, guys, (laughs) stop. (laughs) (laughs) Go
1: away. We're trying to talk about the mall episode. Yeah. Come on. We need to talk about the mall episode.
2: Um, bouncing back to Ryan, uh, Ryan actually packs a bag and tries to catch a bus to Chicago to surprise <laughs> Lindsay, which is so cringe.
1: How many of us, show of hands, Googled the, the bus ride to Chicago? How long would it take? <laughs> two days. <laughs> two oh. days. It's a two day bus trip.
2: <laughs> oh God. How was, so how was he supposed to go to school and do that? Did he not, he didn't tell anyone? He just left a fucking note?
1: You live with, you're living with the Coen's. Just get a fucking plane ticket
3: yeah
2: or don't be a weirdo and let someone go
1: also yeah. a great point also can you imagine if he had done it like what what Lindsay would have thought if she's like well just made it to chicago oh ryan's here already yeah
2: yeah so i thought that seth kind of said what he needed to at the moment like seth didn't didn't if it were me in the situation i'd be like dude let it go you moron but seth was kind of like yeah i don't know if this is the right thing to do I think we all just kind of need to move on. I thought that was cool. Um, So Seth suggests to go to the mall. He suggests to go to the mall, right? And they just run into Marissa and Summer. Well, no. Well, Summer has to go to the mall. Chelsea,
1: okay. you got the vibes
0: wrong. Yeah, Summer oh, has to well, go to the mall, and she drags Marissa along and Seth, because Seth and Summer go everywhere together.
1: Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Uh, there's there's one daughter. more
0: one more thing I want to say about the bus stop before we, we move on, um, and that's as someone who's a fan of really poorly written, uh, not very well executed jokes, was the entire purpose of having the guys in uniform there so Seth could make a Saving Private Ryan joke.
1: I think it was that because, and also because Summer had made like a like a simplify kind of reference at the diner. Oh yeah, the, the, Marines like, like never, the
0: Marines, never leave a man behind, and then the yeah. Marines were at the, the bus, bus stop. stop, and then he said Saving Private Ryan. Okay, yeah.
2: Cute. Uh, well, speaking of Marissa, cute. Um, she's trying to get used to living in Alex's apartment, but obviously it is not exactly the Taj Mahal. Uh, after living in her big house next to the Coen's with her mom and dad. Then I guess she did spend a stint you know, living outside, but presumably she was (laughs) kind of supposed to get used to living in Caleb's house, which is pretty big from the looks of it.
0: And cats like smaller spaces.
2: Yeah, she's not (laughs) feeling the apartment though. I mean, there are beer bottles everywhere. Uh, She has to do the dishes. She has to do laundry, which apparently she's never done before because all their clothes are pink.
1: Rooking yeah, estate. I don't think it's the apartment that she does not I think it's just her relationship with Alex that just... There's too much too fast. Like, they just immediately are like, oh, we, we live together, so we spend every day together now, and I have a job. And even Alex was, like, talking to her like a mom, like, did you find a job yet? See, and, I, think it's okay. a, I
2: think it's the opposite, though, because she wanted to, like, hang out and do fun things and skip school, and Alex is like, no, I can't, I have a job. So I think that she's more... Uh, taken in the moment, right then, just by the realities of adulthood, than she is it even having to do with Alex.
1: You might be right. I can see I, both sides. I think you're both right.
3: Yeah. Huh.
2: Well, thank you. Good. <laughs> uh, maybe I should. Maybe I should be a lawyer like like Dylan. Uh, no, but it's as, awful. Especially do when Alex slaps on the um, pay the rent thing, you can tell that Marissa is just like deer in headlights. But yeah. then it's it's kind of like their conversation is uh, Alex is like, no, I can't hang out. I have to work. And, she's, and Marissa's like, oh. And she's like, oh. But then Alex kind of counters with, what if we, what if I pick up takeout and we go sit by the beach and eat
0: it? And they do the same thing they do every night. They sit on the beach in silence. and that's, I, that, that bothered me. I'm fine with it. <sighs> <Ugh. You're, laughs> oppositional uh, can defiance. I say,
1: can I just say, as an adult who has done laundry since he was, I don't know, 16, probably. Probably before it's 15. I have never once separated my colors from my whites i don't either you wash it on cold and they don't bleed yeah i've never done that in my life
2: the only thing i separate out are my towels
1: and like we i guess we're to assume that everything that was turned pink was originally white like they had that many just white clothes they don't
0: seem like a white clothes crowd
1: just saying
2: i'm glad that no one separates anymore i feel like that's something only our moms did and now none of us do technology yeah <laughs> big advancements um, so they all get to the mall, and guess who's there? Amber Heard. Amber Heard is a little bit uh, dismissive. Whatever happens, they're there for some some kind of charity project, some kind of charity project for summer, and they get stuck in the mall after hours.
1: It's okay, super realistic. Yeah.
0: There's something very important that I need to draw everyone's attention to. and it's okay, so your I,
1: mustache? Fix it. Oh, no, no.
0: Yeah, I'm twirling my mustache because I'm so excited about this. So... I found a scene where Rachel Bilson breaks character, and it happens at 18 minutes, 16 seconds. It's at a point where Adam Brody is improvising a hand on her cheek, and the next shot you see her head is down and she is laughing as the dialogue is continuing. So that is eighteen minutes, sixteen seconds. Rachel, but Bilson, if it was
1: the next shot, that could have been a different shot altogether.
0: Well, his hand is on her, on her, okay, th- on her face. Her hand on her face. Thanks and, for demonstrating. Um, yeah, it, it's great. That's what I love about podcasts. You could hear me doing things with my mustache. But um, check it out. <laughs> it's bizarre, but um, it's also not that unbelievable because we know Adam Brody is the greatest improviser of our generation
2: the bit with the girls calling um you know their their homes and making up something but then seth just calling his dad and being like yeah we're at the mall we might have to use a credit card bye i thought that bit was pretty funny
1: it's the truth
2: what do you guys think about the roller hockey scene
1: i'm glad you asked chelsea because that is my music moment of the episode uh summer decides that they're going to play roller hockey with actual skates not rollerblades um and it's set to "E Pro" by Beck, who I have a very strange relationship with because I feel like "Odile" is like one of the greatest records of all time, and then everything since then he's made maybe five songs that I actually like. But one of them is "E Pro," and it was uh, used in this scene very well.
0: He, I've so musically, I was I've been wanting to bring this up because I love this Beck album. I love it. It's from because "E Pro" is I think the opening track off of "Guero." And they play, like, every Beck song in this episode is from that album. And I'm trying to remember when that album came out and if it would have been around this time. But um, for a while, I was just like, are they just playing the album from start to finish? Is that what they're doing in this episode? Um, Only complaint I had about the hockey scene is that Jason Voorhees does not use a chainsaw. He uses... Almost everything else, but he does not use a chainsaw. So that, wait, was, a, wait, that Jason, was a bad take. Wait, who take. does
1: the chainsaw? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What's his name? Leatherface? Yeah, Leatherface. Okay.
0: Yeah, Jace, Jason, and he actually doesn't get his hockey mask until the third movie, fun fact. First movie, the killer's his mom. Second movie, he's bag head, Jason. And then he gets it in the third one.
3: Wow,
2: Dylan, those are so relevant to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: enthralled wow. right now and not tempted to read my text messages. Damn, kid.
0: Get well, fucked. well, if you look down at your if you look down at your text message, you'll see I'm texting you about this episode while we're talking about it.
2: <laughs> um, so you know what bit I did think was kind of dumb was the Seth and Summer drama, like with him being like, "Oh, I found a postcard." Like, I just, I just feel like they didn't need to inject that. It, it, there doesn't need to be a conflict with every single character pairing every single episode. I thought it was kind of dumb. The yeah. only thing I think it lays out is that it kind of preps us for Zach, uh, Zach coming back here in a few.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just like, hey, don't, hey, don't forget Zach. And I feel like it also was their way of just being like, nope, the thing with Zach is totally over. She's all the way in on Seth now. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um. So we get a lot of nice Ryan and Marissa tenderness. Uh. You know, they're kind of hanging out like old times. Um. You know, rather intimately. Uh, Marissa and Summer have a moment where they're talking about it, and Summer's like, "So, you know, Lindsey's gone. Do you see you guys getting back together?" And Marissa kind of says that she misses him and thinks about him every day. And then, of course, it's like such a perfect TV Land thing where Seth walks in right then, and is like, "Oh, hey, Ryan," and reveals that he's been sitting in the. the
1: which, by the way, so they, the way they got out of this room they were trapped in is through an air vent that was ginormous and perfectly clean. There was not a speck of dust in this air vent, which is the most unrealistic thing. air vents are so
2: gross to me. Yeah. Like, I hate when you're in a beautiful home and you look up and it's just obviously no one's thinking about their air vents, but you're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen more dust caked in a square foot area. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't spend a lot Do of time you- in air vents.
2: Do we think that climbing through an air vent is even something someone can do, or is that strictly things that
1: happen on it's TV? It's almost always just a TV thing because that one, like the one we saw in this episode, was massive.
2: Because they do it in Die Hard, and then they do it in uh, The Breakfast Club. I just, they, do it I feel com- like
1: they do it in community. They do it in Final Fantasy VII. They do. They that's, do it in that.
2: This is the dumbest uh, reference I could think of, but in that DuckTales movie, <laughs> like with the treasure.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, that's not dumb at all. It's. <laughs> In the genie, I mean,
2: I was like, it was one of me and my sister's favorite movies. It was like, we watched that movie every Sunday. So Are you now, a, of course, I don't remember the name.
0: What, what's, what do you call a, a fan of DuckTales? Like, do you have a name?
2: Like a ducky?
1: Like Zach, Zach's ducky. Oh, oh, yeah.
2: And they just totally, like, abandoned that storyline. It had no payoff. That made no sense. Um, what? This I did show? think it was kind of cool when they uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Um, I love when they're finding snacks and like Marissa finds licorice, but Ryan finds the no, good no, stuff he no, no, no. like finds a gift Marissa
1: basket. finds macaroons. And I was like, that is dangerously oh. close to mac and cheese. She has a type
0: macaroons.
2: <laughs> mac and cheese or
0: mac and cheese? I can do mac and cheese or mac and cheese (laughs) which is actually what leslie ate this evening and when she texted me after work she sent a marissa gif and said sorry i'm being so complicated and said mac and cheese question mark so we live this life i want everyone to know
2: i did have some uh, this is a very dylan question to ask but he was like oh i found a gift basket there's brie cheese in here and i'm like you cheese probably needs to be refrigerated like he should have been like i found caviar that would have made more sense
1: not all cheese has to be refrigerated. Oh God! Okay, moving on. I don't want to. Just go to, whole, need to go, go to Whole foods. I just feel like if you're at the mall, you have access. First of all, if you're at the mall and they close, most malls have the gates that come down over the stores. So I don't know how they were getting into these stores and finding these things.
2: Well, they were in a department store, so it's like you know the front of Macy's would close, but then they had access to the rest of the store, the Macy's.
1: Oh, I didn't even think okay, about it I like didn't that. even think. Well, no, because because at, yeah, well, cause at like one the point they were mall. like going like the ball went down the escalator and like Summer and Marissa were well, downstairs. It an
2: escalator in it.
1: Yeah, you might be right. You actually I don't might know. be right. Anyway, I just feel like if you have access to the mall, there's you could find good food at the mall. Like it's there. Better
0: nothing better than some mall cheese.
2: Oh, I don't know. I think it'd all be packaged. I think the gift baskets are the way to go. Cause like think about if you went behind a Panda Express. Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, there's nice raw ingredients here for me to cook with. It'd be like, oh, everything is bad. Go to
1: the cookie place. There's so many cookies out there.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: You could eat cookies. Absolutely. That's fair.
0: Let us know what you would eat if you were in the mall episode. Shoot <laughs> yeah, us an email at coenspod at com.
2: This is a fantastic time for you to email us. <laughs> um, so they have this stupid little little plot of like the mall cop who for some reason has a gun on him. He pulls a like, gun. Yeah, he
1: pulls a gun. I've one note. So I have weird. one note in this episode, and it's the cop pulls a gun. A cap. Yeah.
0: Why yeah. is the cop pulling a gun on them? That's
1: insane. What is it?
2: What is that? So I do the bait and switch was kinda cute. They like put people inside of the tent. I guess what after they played roller hockey, like Ryan and Marissa lost, so they had to sleep in the tent. And since Seth and Summer won, they got to sleep in the Ethan Allen uh, comforter set, which is so funny because we've all been in department stores and we've all seen the bed there and been like, oh, my God, I want to lay down in it. hundred percent. Who has not done that as a child? I completely
1: forgot Ethan Allen was a thing until you just said that. That just jogged. (laughs) That just jogged so many memories.
2: I thought that bit was funny, too, where they're they're really into the roller hockey, Well, at least the girls are really into it, and then they get distracted by the makeup.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And the boys the whole time were just like, whatever, whatever. Um, but little bait and switch is cute where the, the mall cop and his guy, like his friend in a, a suit for whatever reason, kind of sneak up on them and open it. And it's like the mannequins hanging out in the tent, watching the valley. Those nice little time, tongue-in-cheek moment.
0: Every time I see scenes like that, it just makes me wonder, okay, so while the cops were coming, they very quickly set all of these characters up in such a way
1: they went and grabbed a television, found an outlet that was within reach to plug in the television, and, and presumably a DVD player, and put the DVD into the DVD player. So that's basically theft at that point if they had to open it. Um, and then yep. they ran – I feel like running from the police in that situation – is significantly worse than just being busted at the mall after hours, right?
0: Well, they—well, I mean, they may have been shot if they but were busted. But I feel
1: busted. like if, you, if the I cops
2: mean, are coming, rich white people, though, like you know, they
0: weren't, they
1: we weren't getting shot.
2: We know the extreme bias situation going on there.
1: I just feel like running from the police. Also, there's—they're the only car in the parking lot. Like when they run to the car, it's the only car there. And you're telling me the cops didn't at least take a like a, take a look at it and maybe write down a license plate number or something? Like, come on. <sighs>
0: I'm pretty sure Ryan's still on probation, so that's probably why they yeah, ran. Oh my
1: God.
2: So, uh, the kids' storyline kind of ends with them um, all at the eating burgers at the diner. Postcard was a big nothing burger. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was cute and fun and silly, and it was the moments that I liked best in the OC. Like, I think about some of my favorite episodes, and it's... Of course, the New Year's Eve one, but also when they go see Rooney, when they go to the links. Oh my gosh, these are all Oliver episodes. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> but it's when yeah, the we, kids we, are just hanging out together. So
0: We get yeah. a nice Oliver watching from outside the window shot at the end of this episode with uh with Seth and Summer watching Ryan and Marissa.
2: Yeah, I didn't think about the, that. Uh,
0: the, the one thing I will say is I don't know if this is age. This is one of those instances where something that I thought was you know, not problematic was kind of annoying this time around. And it was when summer like gives in to Seth, not trusting her and like reads what Zach wrote on the postcard to him. And Seth's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I guess it's fine. And then they hug. I feel like that's not really the message that you're supposed to be sending. It's like, if your partner has trust issues, just give in to them.
2: Shall we move on to grown-up land? Well, the thing I
1: didn't like about what you just said, Dylan, was that she, tried, she offered it to him like she was making him a deal. She's like, I'll tell you what the postcard says if we agree to stop bickering. And I'm like, you're bickering over what the postcard says, so you're getting nothing out of this. So she's getting, it's a bad deal. Yeah. It's a bad deal. She's a bad negotiator.
0: And then, and then Seth goes, I promise to stop. that I'll stop bickering about the postcard. Yeah. So
1: like, it's, we, can get, we can talk about adults, not Chelsea.
2: Uh, okay we can talk about grown-up land i'm like over this uh, i already told you guys i didn't even like that part of storyline guys just want to talk about it what is this about
1: <laughs> wow i love what the adult stuff no the, the no, no, no no the postcard
2: stuff.
1: this is chelsea's oh, favorite episode this- she loves the mall episode but she doesn't want to talk about it
2: i don't want to talk about the dumb postcard i think that was a, a frivolous storyline
0: yeah it it was compared to the fact that we get lance finally in this episode Man. okay and- is that where
1: we're going next chelsea
0: yeah we're going to the adults oh. aren't we
1: i oh yeah kind of love this story like it has season four vibes like yes. you said but also it is in the same way that i thought rebecca was so over dramaticized and so fucking just made for tv in a world that which is like that would never happen in real life this storyline is exactly the same but i feel a hundred percent differently about it because it's just like fun it's just oh, like fun yeah. and funny yeah it's
0: so good I have I, yeah, I,
2: I was feeling everything that happened in the this Is It All episodes. So Kirsten, and it starts with Kirsten and Sandy being awkward AF. And um, Kirsten is like, you know, Sandy points out like, oh, you're not wearing your wedding ring. And Kirsten's just like, oh, I, uh, I lost it. I don't know it was just this whole sandy and Kirsten being awkward is just not fan service none of us are enjoying it as I'm as I'm saying this literally Dylan and Ryan are both holding up their ring hand and like examining like.
0: well the re- the reason I'm holding it up is because there is a line in here you guys know how I get where there's like one line that really bothers me that I can't stop thinking about what finger is this
1: to your ring finger
2: oh he he calls it the second finger but it's obviously yeah he the
0: says finger it says lives on your second finger so it makes me wonder does sandy cohen count fingers starting with the pinky
1: <laughs> he re- he's jewish he reads everything from right to left <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay okay that bothered me so much you know big diamonds lives on your second finger and i'm like what
2: um so we we move on to Houston and jolie at the office and Julie is not happy because the publisher insisted that they bring in a professional, seasoned editor. As she's kind of telling Kirsten all of her grievances, she spots a mysterious stranger in the office and gets really mm. freaked out. But we don't know why yet. So meanwhile, and this is part of the story that I had never realized before in watching it, but found interesting, uh, Caleb is very upset about Lindsay leaving. He
3: he's yeah. talking
2: to, to Sandy about it, and he says he actually says. I think about her all the time. I worry about her. I saw a commercial and it made me cry because it made me think about her. A
1: peanut butter commercial. So this is... Blubbering like a baby. This is, I think, the third episode in a row I brought this up. But to me, it just it needs to be addressed. That he literally says at one point, where Sandy's talking about making Kirsten happy by getting the ring back. And Caleb literally says at one point, if I'm going to lose one daughter, at least I can help make the other one happy or something like that. But he literally says the other one Haley, Haley exists. Haley lives here somewhere. She's around, you have a third daughter.
2: (laughs) She lived there like less than three months ago. Yeah,
1: he calls, but he literally refers, he says the other one. Like he doesn't have three daughters. It was like, okay. Yeah. I don't know, I
2: just thought that that was nice that they were trying to show some growth in Caleb. And I actually really enjoyed seeing him and Sandy be pals Mm -hmm. uh, rather than foes. So I thought that was kind of cool, Mm -hmm. but. It did seem a little bit of him just kind of saying instead of showing like he, oh, I think about her all the time. Like it, it just seemed like lines that he was saying, like we, we've never seen Caleb act as a yeah. kindly father before. So I thought that was interesting.
1: Sorry to backtrack, but like you mentioned something in the, in the kids storyline that I wanted to just kind of say that because he says, I think about her all the time. And when Marissa said that about Ryan, she's like, I think about him every day and I just can't help but Ooh. like. Think about there. I was thinking hard about there the Ryan and Marissa relationship because later either this episode or the next one, Julie even says Marissa's only been in love once, and she's talking about Ryan. And then all the oh, scenes, all I the scenes, but all the scenes together when Ryan and Marissa are together are just they're kind of awkward still because they haven't figured each other out yet or like where they where each other is at um, are mm-hmm. at. I just don't understand their relationship because, like Ryan was totally different with Lindsay. He was like more happy and more fun, and I just, yeah. I just the Ryan Marissa relationship is just two broody, dark people, and I just don't think it's well, a great relationship. But everyone seems to no, think it's the best. it wasn't.
2: Like, with him and Lindsay, like, she brought out the studious part of Ryan, the one who was thinking about his future. And even when they hook, like, I feel like when him and Marissa were, like, hooking up, it was always very somber. But when him and Lindsay would hook up, he had, like, classic rock playing. Yeah. And her, you know? Yeah. It seemed, like, so much more fun. And
1: even we can look, if we look into the future, him and Taylor, like, he is the most fun when he's with Taylor. But, like, when he's with Marissa, it's always just, like, there's, like, a storm cloud and I don't understand why it's like I miss him every day and shes he was her only love. And I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, there's it's that line so that I think Summer.
0: Summer says where they talk about or, or she's telling Seth not to meddle. This might be the next episode. Mm-hmm. But where they're talking about it and they say, you know, Ryan on his own, Marissa on her own, great people. But together, no. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I, I don't I don't ship them, you all, is what I'm trying to say.
2: Um, so we meet a new character named Carter. Uh, he was brought in to edit Newport Living. Um, sounds like he was actually a pretty artsy guy. He's had some, uh, successful magazines in the past, but obviously there's a huge culture clash. And he really
1: likes to drink.
0: And he's the rocketeer.
2: The rocketeer?
1: What?
0: He's the Rocketeer. Did you guys not see that movie?
1: Uh, spoiler no. alert, Dylan, we did not. Are you shocked?
0: You didn't see the Rocketeer, the 90s movie that was almost like a it was like a World War II era? I can't believe you guys haven't I seen that. I can't believe this is you dialed back. You seriously? The Rocketeer, 1991, a young pilot stumbles into a prototype jetpack that allows him to become a high-flying masked hero. It's like a 90s superhero movie. And his superpower is he has a jetpack. mm you know what, there's there's a small handful of people listening to this, my, where
1: my rocket heads at, that are just like, ah, yeah, Rocketeer! They're pointing at the fucking iPhone like it's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Yeah. <laughs> Rocketeer, man! I love Cliff. Am I wrong, or is, does Carter develop a beard later in the season?
3: I think he does. Because
1: I feel like specifically remembering that Carter is the only character in the show that has a beard.
0: I think he gets one. Okay. As he gets more sad. Sure.
3: He's just
2: very archetype of like, oh, I'm like a tortured artist. I'm on benders. I have like a, you know, gravelly personality. I, I, what were your first impressions of Carter?
1: Uh. He's fine. He, I guess, if this is the story they're going to tell, he's kind of the right person or the right character to tell it with. He seems like he's a child in a 40-year-old's body and he just, I don't know, he seems like he reads Pitchfork a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um,
0: I don't. I don't so, mind him in this episode. It's the next one I think that's really bad. Mm.
2: So Caleb and Sandy are hanging out, which again I said was really cool to see them be friends in that way. But Sandy tells him about Rebecca and says that that's why Kiki's mad at him. And I just don't understand what's with the inappropriate sharing. Like just a few weeks ago, Tate told Kiki that he was cheating on are cheating with mm-hmm. her and his or her dad's wife. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure it's just for TV world, but they should have kind of thought about that a little bit more.
0: Honesty. That's why.
1: Yeah, I feel like he was confiding in Caleb as a friend, more of a friend and less of my, his father-in-law, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. But you can't separate the
1: two. But, like, nothing happened with him. and. I mean, him and Rebecca had a kiss, but, like, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it was only a kiss.
3: It was only a kiss.
1: <laughs> I just feel like he was... I don't know, he's in a he's in a mood and he's trying to let Caleb in and I mean it works out because Caleb goes with him to get the fake ring, so
2: But I but what if I like went to Alex's mom and I was like Alex is mad at me because I've been hanging out and lying about hanging out like about being with this other guy? She'd be like, What the fuck? Fuck you.
1: Yeah, probably Uh, Maybe. I don't know Alex's mom, so
2: (laughs) or if, if he did that to my dad, if he was like, Gary Chelsea's really upset with me because I keep hanging out with this girl and lying about it. My dad would well, be Gary like, would, fuck off.
0: Well, first Gary would turn down his OC mix. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and he then,
2: would. He would turn down Abe to silence.
1: This is not what Sandy did in this episode, but I do feel like if there's a problem, like there's like their specific problem going and talking to the parents, isn't a terrible idea because they're going to know kind of more better than anyone, how you can communicate with their son or daughter.
2: I don't know. I just see that it tracks. so that like tracks. I just feel like Sandy was so in the wrong here that it's kind of not like oh we had a misunderstanding. How can I fix this? Um, so Kiki and uh, Jolie go to a dinner, a business meeting dinner, which is the Kimberman Herald. <laughs> out of the episode,
1: <laughs> that's just that. That's the saddest air horn. <laughs> Yeah, Same I didn't. Tone. I didn't
2: have the uh, energy to make my voice go no, up and down.
0: There's no helium in that one. <laughs> no, just air.
2: I'm deflated today. Uh, Julie walks into this power meeting wearing a turquoise snakeskin trench coat and about a dozen very thick gold. Chains a dozen? Her neck. I thought
1: it was a hundred. She had so I many mean, necklaces on.
2: It looked like her neck probably heard it looked really heavy yeah, oh my god and the yeah the only thing that was missing was like a feathered hat and a bedazzled
1: cane so okay I forgot to mention this in the very first scene whenever Seth is in the pool house with Ryan like waking him up and stuff Ryan looks like jacked his shoulders and arms are just like ripped yeah and high school i know and i was thinking about that too when julie was wearing the necklace i was like she's trying to get in ryan shape she's trying to get her fucking shoulders beefed up
2: oh my gosh uh you know what drives me crazy is ryan's hair like ryan did not they did not figure out ryan's haircut until the fourth season he just has bad haircuts all throughout
0: the the
1: bang the bangs are bad the bangs are bad you're right
2: Ugh! they look awful Um, But anyways, so they're at this meeting. Julie looks up. She recognizes this mysterious stranger. She goes over. She tries to play it off where they're not, like, making eye contact. It looks like she's ordering a drink, but really she's talking to him. And we find out that this character is Lance. Lance as Mm -hmm. in her ex-boyfriend. Lance is in the guy who produced a um, porno movie with her back in the 80s. How are we feeling about this, you guys?
1: I like Lance as a character barely blinks i wrote the same thing my big man was that lance doesn't blink i can't believe yeah. you said that he doesn't he blink he stares and flexes it's, his it's traps. weird it's so weird he just yeah. stares i mean he could be marissa's dad for all we know the way he just stares blankly into god knows about all the time he doesn't blink and it drove me insane i never noticed it before i can't believe you noticed it too uh yeah. but yeah so so julie apparently in the 80s did at least one porn video produced by Lance. Um, was Lance the supposed to be the pizza guy in the video. Was that him?
2: No, I, cause no, I really was just a producer TV and he was just, he, he was like the producer. Okay. He was the Burt Reynolds in the situation. Boogie Nights. You guys like that movie?
1: There was, yeah, yeah. there was a Boogie was Nights reference in the show, in the show too. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Oh, we see like a, a little, like we see like a snippet of the porn video and it's, it's incredible. It's perfect. It's like literally it's what so porn, it's good. It's literally what porn videos were in 2005.
2: That's what my note was. I was like, they did a really good job replicating a porn video.
1: It, they did a great job. And Julie, they made Julie look really young. So yeah, good for her. Good for them.
2: Um, so obviously she's very shaken by this meeting. He wants, Uh. well, he wants money for this. She goes home. She starts watching it, and that right around that time, Alex walks in, and that scene is—it goes from being hilarious to like very kind of touching, I think. Mm. But Alex walks in, she goes, "Oh, just a little Saturday night porn," like she Mm -hmm. says something pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, But she's there looking for Marissa because Marissa told her that she was staying at home, and that's why when she was actually at the mall. And Jolie's kind of like, "Oh, I guess I'm not the only one she lies to." And they that's have this line. really honest mm-hmm. conversation that I think is so special because it shows that both these women really do care about Marissa and are trying to give her what she needs. Tell your dog. Yeah, that's my oh, that's my little puppy. He's really sad. He's in a cone.
1: Oh, he's in a coma. I was like, "Oh god." <laughs>
2: oh no, puppy I have a tiny, in a coma. Like, Eight pound uh, toy poodle. And uh, apparently when they're that small, you can't put them in a soft cone or a donut. So he has to wear like the classic hard plastic cone and it terrifies the other dogs. It's pretty sad.
1: It terrifies the other dogs. That's really funny actually. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's like, it's like hardware. Um, But also I think that sweet Julie's talking to her and she's just like, I don't mean this to be, you know, mean. And she's basically like, you know, Marissa's using you. And, And like, I don't think that anyone thinks that Marissa is, like maliciously using her.
1: She's not using her, but she is like the flavor of the week, which is what Julie basically says. And yeah. it made me like, I know people like who are adults that are like Marissa is in this series. And they are just kind of self-destructive and they do jump mm-hmm. from person to person because it's exciting. And then as soon as it becomes actually intimate, they freak out and run away.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They're in it and the I chase. Think that
2: Julie delivered that message with, with as much like care and respect as she could. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was cute. Anyways, back to Sandy and Caleb. They're playing this crane game so we can find her this yucky ring because it reminds them of when he proposed.
1: <laughs> what are the odds that you would find the same ring from like 20 years ago in a fucking... Anyway.
0: I don't think they change those machines very often.
1: Actually, what I will say is I went to an arcade on, over the weekend. I went to an actual arcade. I went to Cactus Shack. So you did not. I did. Uh um, What'd you first play? Of all, first of all, lots of upgrades. They're killing it over there. Um, I played a lot of pinball Um yeah, but we also played a lot of ticket like ticket like the game where you put the token in and it tries to push it off the ledge to get tickets did a lot oh. of that anyway we use our tickets to buy some stuff and i asked the guy there i was like so there's like a lot of candy and stuff in here like do you guys ever change that out and he was just like no it's been there for years
3: <laughs>
2: wow it's the
0: special gum
1: mm-hmm.
0: wow
2: um but yeah the episode just kind of ends with uh sandy giving kirsten the ring and trying to reconcile and it seems like it ends on a positive note
1: yeah she goes and gets her ring after. he's. He tells her, like, I've been trying to look for your ring, and I couldn't find it, so I got you this other ring. And then he, like, goes to take a shower, because it's the middle of the day. Why not? And she, like, uh, goes and gets her ring out of the nightstand, like, so she knew where it was the whole time. So that's how you know that, like, oh, there was there at least was a big problem. Maybe it's fixed now. It's still There's yeah. still some tension there. There's still some weirdness there, because they haven't resolved it yet. They haven't really talked it out yet.
2: No, yeah. they haven't um but yeah that was the episode i loved it i thought it was fun i thought it was a breath of fresh air
1: what episode was it uh the
2: the mall episode
1: thanks chelsea
2: anytime i
1: love
0: love the mall episode
1: well that will get us into episode 16 that's right 16 right yeah yeah Yeah. 16 the blaze of glory the blaze of glory features sandy cohen on screen for eight minutes and 55 seconds what else does this episode that came after the mall episode include dylan
0: well uh, after the mall episode aired on march 10th um seven days later following the premiere of the mall episode the blades the blaze of <laughs> the blades the blades of glory aired on march 17th 2005 st. Patrick's to seven day. yes 7.55 million viewers and what do you know it was written by mike kelly
1: you know what i literally just got hit with this memory i know exactly what i was doing on st patrick's day 2005 spill because it was, we were on spring break from high school. It's my senior year of high school. We were on spring break, uh-huh. and Fallout Boy played a show on St. Patrick's Day of spring break that year at Damn. the Green Door downtown, with um, the Academy is, and with Gym Class Heroes. And I went to it. I specifically remember it being St. Patrick's Day. That's wild. Oh,
2: that is crazy. I, I remember this exact episode watching it live, too, because, you know, like we said, it was spring break. It's such a happy, fun episode. I, I This is might be one of my favorite episodes of the series. Like, definitely top eight. <laughs>
1: Whoa! That's more, a Dylan comment. Do you like it more than the mall episode?
2: the mall episode ha- was very good as well i think i might like blaze of glory a little bit more,
3: more than the only mall thing that episode. Bugs
2: me is i think that they could have gone a lot of places from this episode they didn't like we, we have heard in the past that marissa plans things and that she's the social butterfly and is the most popular girl in school and is a really good leader but we've never really gotten to see it until this and honestly she did have good leadership skills like, there was lots of chaos going on, lots of people approaching her. And she just maintained a really cool, breezy attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that she was the most direct person in the world. Yeah, she just, but delegate, I mean,
1: she just delegated everything to Ryan. We'll get there. I don't know if I agree with this.
0: I, I, I have a big general question about this episode that kind mm-hmm. of feeds into this conversation. And, Chelsea, you kind of did this kind of stuff in high school, didn't you? Like, planning oh, yeah. and social stuff? Okay. Oh, for sure. Do you think if you were missing weeks and weeks of school... The school would still let you retain that leadership position?
2: No, of course not. That's okay. completely unrealistic.
0: Yeah, because I mean, we're led to believe that Marissa pretty much like stopped going to school for at least a week.
1: Do you remember season 1? Ryan and Marissa are about to get together. We talked about this. And like we talked about how much they were not good for each other back then because Ryan was fresh mm-hmm. off of like going to fucking jail basically and it was clearly on probation. Mm-hmm. And like as soon as he and Marissa start talking, he like tries to get her to ditch school. He's like, What do you just blow the shit off and get out of here? And Marissa oh, was yeah. always the one that was just like, No, I've gotta plan the kickoff carnival. I can't just so I don't know. I feel like maybe mm-hmm. she's been doing something. I feel like she maybe she's ditching classes. I don't know, if she's just ditching school straight out. I don't I mm-hmm. believe in Marissa more than you do. She's I believe doing stuff in the Rosa background. Cooper. Well, and I guess, like, Oliver was trying to get her to go to Paris, and
2: she was like, no, I have to go to school. So, yeah, I don't hmm. know. M- maybe she is. But the again. other thing that I think was kind of a missed opportunity was how everyone really embraced Ryan and how he really saved that uh, bonfire. But then, like, they just kind of go back to never really, like, engaging with school again. Like, they really didn't engage with school until Taylor comes into the mix.
1: I feel like this is Chelsea's way of trying to get us to skip to the end of the episode and just be done. Yeah, yeah,
2: totally. I don't have a full inbox or anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, let's get into the episode. So, like you said, oh, yeah. in the open, we have Ryan and Seth. They're both wearing red, which I liked. I liked Ryan's like flannel red shirt. I did not like Seth wearing a pullover uh, sweater vest over a white T-shirt. Not into it. Mm, Um, They're reminiscing about last year, and wouldn't you know it, there is a bonfire coming up. Um, Ryan starts thinking about Marissa, but then he looks over and sees that Alex is dropping her off to school, which I didn't know Alex was driving Marissa to school. I thought Marissa drove the boys to school. Um, but Ryan, yeah, we're, walk, car? Or, yeah, we're now we're in Alex's weird car. Uh, but Ryan <laughs> walks Marissa to class Q, California, California. Here we come. So this episode is pretty dominated by the children's storyline, like the fork, the core four, but I want to go in reverse into from like what I thought was kind of my favorite, but also the shortest storyline, which was Julian Lance. Let's start with Julian Lance. Yeah. Good. so Lance visits Julie at her office um, and he basically says you have three days to cut to give me five hundred thousand dollars he seems to think that he could just put a Porn tape on the internet and make more than fifty thousand dollars, which I don't understand. In seventy-two his business, hours, his business acumen is like, she's like, I'll give you fifty. He's like, I'll make more if I put it online. I'm like, I don't well, think you will. I was
2: thinking that's because that's because it would be like, I, I I don't know. Is how famous are we supposed to think of Caleb Nickel as being? Is he really the Donald Trump of the West Coast? Because if he I mean, is, then obviously his wife's porno would be, you know, a money maker.
1: Donald Trump is a legitimate celebrity. Caleb Nickel is not a legitimate... Like, Caleb Nickel could maybe, maybe be, like, as famous... I don't even think he's as famous as someone like Elon Musk.
2: What if it was, like, Steve, Steve Mnuchin? Like, what if it was, like, uh, what, what's-her-faces?
1: Um, okay, let's just say it was him. If his Louise wife's Whitten's
2: wife, yeah. If
1: his wife's porn tape leaked onto the internet, you think you could sell it to someone for $50,000? I don't think so. I don't think there would be any interest in it.
3: Huh.
2: I think $50,000. Yeah.
1: So anyway, this is a weird plan. He's like, I need $500,000 or I'm going to put it on the internet. Um, so Julie goes to visit Sandy. Um, <laughs> Sandy's busy not being able to check his email. I guess he's calling his support team. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie calls him Sanford, which he does not like. And she immediately just throws the porn tape down on his desk. And he just has, he's stuttering and he's I like, I'm, that. I am for the first time in my life. I am speechless. Um, Sandy suggests that she goes to the police or Caleb. Julie doesn't want to do it, and she basically begs him to help her um, because she's worried that Marissa will find out, which I don't know if that's tr- that doesn't really track with Julie's motives. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably yeah, worried that no. literally anybody in the public would find out because that's what she cares about is her public perception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that Anyway, so Sandy pays a visit to old Lance in his hotel room. Lance has a lady friend that he is spending some time with. Listening to Scorpion. Oh, was he? I didn't even realize that.
0: Yeah, or Scorpions. Sorry, there's more than one of them.
1: Wow. Lance is The guy who plays Lance is a terrible actor, and part of it is because he doesn't blink, but also he just sucks at acting. I just wanted to say that he has i wrote the sociopath energy and he does not blink
0: he doesn't true
1: he doesn't want to uh negotiate with sandy so julie comes back to his office to ask to get an update on the situation he's like i don't know but then she confides in sandy about marissa about kind of like what's going on she wants she really wants marissa to move home and she kind of confides Sandy about some of that stuff. And Sandy hits her with some some wisdom, which was, sometimes it's not the message, but the messenger. Mm. We'll come back later to, to figure out what that mm. means. Actually, we'll come back to it right now. That's my next note. Um, Ryan, we, we'll, figure, we'll catch up with Ryan in a bit. But in the scene that we see him and Julie together, he's brooding alone in the pool house. Big Marissa energy. Maybe that's why they're good together. He's brooding alone in the pool house with his ball, <laughs> playing with his ball. <laughs> and uh, Julie shows up and basically says, "Sorry to interrupt whatever it is that you're doing." Such um, a good line. She needs help with Marissa. She knows that Ryan. W- that she knows that Marissa will, for some reason, listen to Ryan more than she will listen to her. And she basically again begs Ryan to help her. Um, Sandy goes back to Lance's cool hotel motel room, and I thought this was actually pretty smart because. Julie and maybe you know more about like media law than I do. But like mm-hmm. Julie basically says even if we pay him $500,000 what's to keep him from just putting it on the internet anyway. Sandy comes up with a plan that is actually pretty good. He shows good up. Plan. He conf- he like shows up to Lance's thing and says, "We'll give you a $100 down payment right now and we'll give you the $500,000 in the next two weeks, but we're buying the actual rights to the movie which includes all the masters taylor swift energy and uh (laughs) just i don't think julie's gonna re-record that um (laughs) including all the masters and i thought that was actually pretty smart that's how you can guarantee that it would not get leaked out because they would own the rights to it and they sign all the paperwork so apparently that's what we're gonna have to do julie still has to pay him five hundred thousand dollars but it seems like things are okay. Lance does not blink.
0: There, there, so there was a scene, and maybe you'll talk about this when you talk about the, about the kids stuff, but there was a great interaction between Julie and Marissa.
1: I probably will talk about it. <laughs> well, then I
0: will wait until we talk Content. about it.
1: Yeah, So uh, we move on to the other adult storyline, which is mostly uh, Kirsten and Carter, Um, but it starts with Sandy and Kirsten. He's teaching her how to play golf. I thought that was really cute. And Kirsten looked pretty hot in her golf outfit. I was into it. Oh my gosh. See, you thought it was cute. I
2: see it and I cringe. Like golf is the one thing. I want to spend no time playing golf. My husband plays it all the time. He has never invited me to play, and I'm very glad that he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have you guys golfed before? Like, Brian, are you a golfer?
1: I'm not a golfer, but I have golfed before. And I didn't say I liked that she was playing golf. I just really liked her golf outfit.
2: I Her, her golf outfit is cute. I will admit, she looks pissed off in it, though. She kind of has her eyes, like, rolling in the back of her head. I
1: also think that was part of the reason I thought it was hot. I just love complicated women that are generally angry.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wasps, <laughs> yeah,
1: but also Sandy's hair in the scene in the wind was like oh. i wrote it was working overtime, like it was doing a lot. It looked incredible. I'm gonna, th- we're gonna get you into golf. We're not gonna get you into golf, don't worry, Chelsea. Um, I'm gonna get you into golf. I yeah. anytime I hear it, I'm like,
2: fuck that like, oh, I would if we gonna get if we shit, 100 no. ratings,
0: if we get one, no, if we get 100 reviews, Chelsea no. will play
1: 18 holes of golf. I don't even want to play golf <sighs> with you, Dylan. Um,
2: I will play 18 uh, holes of putt-putt, maybe. Yeah, we go,
1: we go to Quail Springs Mall. They have that. Yeah, that
0: uh, good. <laughs> Full circle.
1: All right. Mall episode. Uh, but while we're there in this episode after the mall episode, um, in the scene, Sandy, or she mentions Carter to Sandy as coming on board to the magazine, and Sandy recognizes his name and some of his work, and he, like, wants to meet Carter. And it's like, oh, okay. Can't wait for this whatever situation. Can't wait for this dinner to inevitably happen. Um... We see Kirsten at work. She's preparing for a meeting that Julie and Carter are both both supposed to be in. Uh, Julie bails because she has to deal with porno business, um, and we we learn that Carter left Kirsten a drunken work voicemail at 3 a.m., which oh god, which I love. Respect to Carter for that. So Kirsten goes to visit Carter at his home, I guess. I mean, he has a nice house. If That's his home. We don't know Mm -hmm. what he does currently, by the way, besides work, like coming to work for the Newport group, what he was doing, but he has a nice house. Um, And he is drunk and listening to debaser by the pixies. And that is why it is my music moment of the episode. Such a great song. Um, It's such, and it's like got nineties energy too. So like makes Uh sense for Carter to be vibing with that. Um, He's drunk as hell. It's, daytime he's just listening to the pixies it's his wedding anniversary he's alone and he's kind of shitty to kirsten he just kind of is like whatever i don't want to talk to you or work with you but here we are um Hmm. she has kind of done an about face i feel like in the sense that like she kind of believes in this magazine like she's or at least she's pretending to to work with carter she's really really pitching Uh. the magazine stuff to him like this could be something and he says the magazine is for 55 year old women with 25 year old breasts
0: which doesn't make sense.
1: What does it make sense, Dylan? What do you not understand?
0: It just doesn't make. It doesn't make sense. Is because the 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 joke is that these fifty five year old women have implants, but the implants wouldn't be twenty five years old. They would be like who have the breasts of a twenty five year old. You don't want to have twenty five year old implants. That means you need to get new ones.
2: Yeah, you have to trade them out every eight years.
0: He was drunk. Wait,
1: really? I did not know Back this. Surgery 101. I yeah, did not dude. know this. I didn't know you had to trade them out.
0: You gotta you gotta replace the silicones. Mm-hmm. with helium or
2: or the saline yeah there's mm-hmm. lots of different options
1: stop rubbing the microphone Chelsea <laughs> while oh, you're talking oh, about saline and br- Jesus Christ <laughs> I've never done that before in my life this is the that very was, first time I mean I can you hear, hear it. it yes you can hear it
2: wow okay huh okay that was really weird I'm never going to talk about breasts while rubbing a board that structure that was very
1: Pavlovian that was interesting
2: <laughs> I know yeah Ooh
1: i know. call Dr. Freud. We might have some issues we need to work through. Put on your Freudian
0: slippers. God damn it.
1: <laughs> so, and there, there was a scene here that I just threw into this part of the uh, breakdown, just because I didn't know where else to put it. But, like, there's a scene where Ryan and Seth, are hanging out at the house, and they're on the couch, and Sandy yes. comes in. And Sandy comes in and just says, like, hey, you're on your own for dinner tonight. I'm going to, I got to go to work or whatever. And Seth, in a very uncharacteristically Seth thing, says to his dad like hey you and mom been working a lot are you guys okay and sandy's like yeah we're fine but i was like that's that was that was nice of seth good for him for mm-hmm. thinking of other people for more than two seconds then he gets punched he hits him hard too seth i'm sorry sandy still has a copy of this old magazine that carter made 20 years ago which i think Man. is bonkers and i guess he just finds it because she takes it and she leaves it in his mailbox with a note that i tried to read but it was too ineligible. You could not read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next thing you know, Carter's back in the office. He She basically says, I sent you your own magazine to try and inspire you to work for the Newport Group, which is literally the antithesis of your previous magazine work, but okay. Okay. And she tells him that her husband is a fan and now he wants to meet Sandy and he's back in to the Newport living magazine.
2: Hmm. Man, quite a turnaround.
1: We can kind of sense that there's something going on there. There's there's a little bit of, there's some vibes with, with Carter and Kirsten.
0: It's kind of strange that he's turned his old wedding anniversary from his divorced wife into a holiday where he drinks um, and engages in self-loathing, but I guess I'm not really one to talk, um, but see what I'm doing right now is I'm vamping.
2: It's the dillabuster.
0: The yeah. dillabuster is a thing. That's
2: our episodes are so long is because we just have the dillabuster.
1: God, dillabuster sounds so close to dildo, and I just want to make that joke, but I won't. Okay. That was my um, nickname in elementary
0: school before my friends knew what that was, and Dillido. one of them, yeah, one of them, yeah, one of them said it in front of their mom. And it's like that awkward time and that everyone has in science class where you say orgasm instead of organism. Mm-hmm. And like I- his mom his mom went, what?
1: We'll, we'll, we'll end this with the children, The children's storyline, Tommy. This episode, there's a lot going on here. Um, mm-hmm. But this is what happened with the kids in the episode after the mall episode. <laughs> the whole bonfire story of like, we don't know how to build a bonfire. We need someone that knows how to build a bonfire was really strange to me. Um, yeah. But Ryan loves architecture and he loves burning things down, so he he's the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Marissa has lunch with Summer. She tells her that things with Alex were really great, but you can tell she's lying because things with Alex are not really great. Um, But Marissa does ask Ryan to build the bonfire and everyone agrees it's great. He's gonna help her. It's great. And this whole time, Seth's kind of behind the scenes manipulating the situation a little bit, trying to encourage them to spend some time together. Summer does not like that. But uh, Marissa... In a very, uh, like this, I don't think I realized how awkward this would have been or was for the characters in the show until I, this rewatch, but like she invites Ryan over to Alex's house to work with Ooh. her on the bonfire. Yeah. This is the scene where they were on the couch together and Sandy came in and Seth, This I think Seth, I think Adam Brody kind of improvises, but like, first of all, as Ryan walks away, Seth's kind of teasing him, Ryan walks away and then comes back and hits him in the arm very <laughs> hard. Yeah. Like Ryan like we said, Ryan can throw punches, um, probably harder than Dylan or I at this point. But he <laughs> fucking hits Seth in the arm hard and then and then Adam Brody, I believe, just goes into like faux crying, like puts his hands in his hands like he's crying. And I think that was yeah. probably improvised because it looked very out of place. Best um, improviser. He's best in the biz, you know? He's imp- improvised galore. Julie decides she's gonna go visit Marissa at Marissa's home <laughs> indoors at Alex's house.
0: We have and the same note. I mean, Marissa, we
1: have the same note. 100%. We have the same note. It's very re- it's very relevant in these COVID times. That Marissa yep. says you don't come close to me. I haven't been vaccinated. <laughs> yep. And uh you know what? We all have been vaccinated, Marissa. So what Get does, on
0: board. Ryan Ryan, what does your note say? Exactly.
1: Julie visits Marissa, but Marissa hasn't been Marissa says she hasn't been vaccinated. Julie wants her to come home. That's all my note says. Oh, mine says wow, Marissa, don't live in fear got that from Anonymous Eagle. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. It's it's not a cult. It's a community. So uh, so Alex now goes to visit Seth at his house in his room for the first time because she needs advice about Marissa. And she also hits him in the arm. I'm assuming in the same place that he, Ryan hit him. So his arm's going through a lot of trauma right now. Uh, but Alex is very real with him and like is very open about the fact that she really likes Marissa. And like I said, I know people like Marissa and... I just feel like the uh, the uh, the emotional unavailability is, like, so tempting and, like, something you would want to chase. And that's what Alex is dealing with right now. Um, and Seth lets it slip that Ryan and Marissa, they keep talking about this sleeping bag thing. Like, it was a huge deal. But as we saw in the episode, they were in the tent for, like, five minutes before they had to leave because the cops were there. Yeah. But Seth lets it slip that they shared a tent together, and Alex is, like, mad. She's, like, big mad about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We see Ryan going to Alex's house. Alex is not there. Marissa is there. Marissa is wearing capris, (laughs) which I loved. (laughs) And Ryan wants to build a model of the bonfire, which I just don't understand. Like, Just build a fucking fire. I don't know. It can't be that hard, but he wants to build like a model using Popsicle sticks. No,
0: it makes sense. The reason you build the model first is because you build it to scale so you know how much
1: wood you need to buy. Okay, just buy the wood and then make it work is what I would do. But uh, he wants to do it with, like, blueprints. Fine.
2: I mean, that thing was extreme, though. Like, if I was – I, for one, if I was creating a bonfire and creating something that is literally going to go up in flames, I would not spend that much time on it.
1: I know. Like, literally, there's no way that you could build, like, to a T – the miniature version, and then build the large version based on that. There will be so many things that are just different and not going to work.
0: And I have so many thoughts on that horse when we get to it.
1: Uh, well, there's a horse on top of like the bonfire. I don't, I don't have any notes about the horse, but yeah, well, you don't have any notes uh, about the horse.
2: The horse was going to be up its ass unless they did it correctly.
0: Yeah, this no. Okay, I guess we're gonna have to get into we'll it. Get, no, no, we'll, get, we'll get to it when we get okay, to the bonfire. I got
1: thoughts. Mm-hmm. So Ryan leaves. Alex is laying in wait. Outside of
0: her own home, am I okay? Am I misremembering this? But I'm pretty sure that we have a mirror of this exact scene between Luke and Ryan in season one, where Luke is sitting in his car. No, wait. We get, we have two scenes like that. There's one with Luke, and there's one with uh with uh what's the guy's name? The guy oh, who man. who no, the guy who Ryan loves, who's actually a terrible person, Teresa's husband, Eddie.
1: Sweaty Eddie. Yeah. Yeah
2: doesn't love him they just were friendly for a while and then he found out that he was beating up Teresa. Well,
1: he's talking about me, right? I'm talking about I <laughs> <about> right <Ryan Drake.
3: laughs>
1: <laughs> But I okay, guess
3: right.
0: <laughs> Okay, I guess that's like an, it's like another theme. You know, this show is is either people walking in on people packing or people watching people doing things from cars while they're drinking.
1: So Alex throws a beer can at him and then she like gets, she's drunk. I think she gets in his face and is just like yelling at him to leave Marissa alone. And then she keeps shoving him like pretty hard. She's shoving him. And then Ryan, I wrote in all caps, he threatens to hit her kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Cause he just goes walk away as if, if you don't, I'm going to hit you. And I was like, oh yeah. fuck. And Alex walked away. Alex walked away. She 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 took off.
2: She came at him really
1: hard though. She really did. Yeah. Like I don't I mean, I think the move there would have just been for Ryan to walk away, but he wants to make it known that he is the dominant dog in this situation.
0: In in a parallel universe, can you imagine Misha Barton doing that scene and shoving Ben McKenzie.
1: Also drunk. Um, Ryan <laughs> confronts Seth about the whole thing, about how he's meddling. He tells him to stay out of it in a pretty stern way. So that's two episodes in a row now. Ryan's gotten pretty strict with Seth. Yeah. But Seth mentions, and this is, goes back to what I said earlier, Seth is like, you know, I just thought you and Marissa might be good together You because when you were together, you were so much happier then. It's and like, I was like, he, he wasn't. wasn't. He literally wasn't. The happiest I've yeah. ever seen Ryan was when he was with Lindsay and things were good. Mm-hmm. Ryan cancels going to the bonfire and... I wrote that Alex set Marissa up just absolutely perfectly whenever she was like, Oh, you were asleep when I came home last night. And Marissa was like, yeah, I was really tired. And then just out of nowhere, Alex like, yeah, maybe you could have slept in a tent with Ryan. (laughs) Damn, that was just a setup expert. was weird. Yeah, expert level setup by by Alex. They get into an argument about it. Apparently it's a big fight because we see Summer and Marissa talking. Back at Marissa's house, so I guess she's like back at her house. Mm-hmm. And Summer gives her some wisdom, which is you can't ride two horses with one ass. So Summer. Chelsea.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see if you know this. What other romantic comedy was that used in?
2: Oh, I don't know. You got me there. You can't
0: ride two horses with one ass. It's one it's one of the ones you've already mentioned. Like twice.
2: I mentioned today twice. Oh, is it a breakfast club?
0: No, no. You've mentioned on the show. It's it's Sweet Home Alabama.
2: Oh, good one. Yeah, I do talk about the show a lot because there's so many parallels between Patrick Dempsey's character and Zach's.
0: I like how you called called a movie a show, like my like my grandma. Oh,
2: well, well
0: you've seen that godzilla
1: that godzilla versus kong i love that show wait dylan did you watch mortal kombat not yet i really Uh, want to though it's 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 something okay it's bonfire time we're there Uh, they have a They no one knows how to assemble the horse dylan do you want to tell me about the horse
0: this is so stupid okay so they they make this big deal out of like well the head's on the wrong way is this for the left or the right leg and so right out of the gate i'm like were there no like plans Was there nothing like labeled? Was there anything? But perhaps the worst part is when they name all these problems, specifically that the head is coming out of the back of the horse instead of the front of the horse. And then Ryan's solution, his architect solution is, hey, guys, we're going to have to move that head to the other side. That is the stupidest thing ever. And the other thing, why is the tail facing up? The only time a horse's tail is up is when it's taking a dump. (laughs) <laughs> so what is the deal with that? So, and Captain Oat's tail not up. Captain Oat's tail down. Normal horse, neutral, not up. Which I think that's it's a it's a metaphor for the way this episode ended. It just kind of ended in a weird way with a burning horse taking a dump on the beach. That is this second season.
2: Well, did. I have to know it's the only inspiration for this, or like, are they about to play a, a team who the horse is meaningful to? Is their mascot a horse? I'm just, I'm trying no, to No, they're, the, pi- they're the, pirates. the
0: pirates, I assume, because there was a pirate there randomly. <laughs> Oh which freak, okay. which freaked
1: me out, do you remember the scene where Luke and Ryan were at the baseball field when they found out about Luke's dad and like those oh, guys dude, showed up, those yes. guys showed up to fight them. One of them called them the harbor butt pirates <laughs> I, oh. like, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> yeah, no, so I, n- go ahead no I was, I was
0: just gonna say I was kind of reaching for it too, and i I think it just has to be Captain Oates. I mean, I suppose I could but I'm not going to because I'm tired wax poetical about Trojan horse and the Iliad and all that stuff. But I just think it was captain Oates.
1: I like this version of Dylan that stops himself. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's called a so straight man. Ryan then shows up because even though he canceled, just kidding, here he is because it's the OC. Um, he shows up and Marissa, just like I said, shirks all responsibility onto him and says, hey, everyone, here's Ryan. He knows how to build the horse of the bonfire. Talk to and him. She... And like suddenly a million people turn around and just start yelling questions at him. And
0: Ryan goes, good question. And she looks at him longing like, wow, he can do what I do. We're so much alike.
1: He fucking gets up on a th- on a thing and starts yelling at people, directions. I said he has girl boss energy. I figured you'd like that. Big yeah, girl boss energy.
0: I,
2: it was It was really cute. Just like they, they, they both kind of, I mean, she seemed to be a little bit flustered, but she was still reminding her cool, which I thought was nice. But Ryan whips everyone into shape in a really nice way. And it's kind of funny when he's talking to the guy with gas. He's like, gas by the fire. Come on, man. Like it was scolding, but not us. too harsh. I thought
1: they made a really good team. Again, these kids are great at large crowd public speaking. They're very mm-hmm. good at it. That's what they do. Yeah. Alex shows up to the bonfire. This was insane to me. I didn't think I realized how insane it was until I watched this episode. She shows up with two dudes that are there to just beat the shit out of Ryan. Like That's why she brought them with her to the bonfire. Yeah. Um, so she, Alex shows up with these two dudes, and they're going to fight Ryan. Marissa stops it and takes a walk with Alex so they can talk, but also Ryan with the two dudes they never do fight but ryan is just kind of he has some fun lines with them. he has fun with them he has like seth energy in those scenes
0: no he has the amazing meta line where he looks at the dude with long hair and he goes i like the wrist cuff
1: yeah because he used to wear a wrist cuff right uh-huh so marissa and alex are finally being real with each other they have a fight um alex doesn't fit into marissa's life sad face they both cry and i think maybe i'm wrong this to me, because this felt like a very real, like good, good, normal breakup, and like yeah, I think that's the first time it's ever hand. happened in this show. Like most, like the break, like Seth and Summer broke up because he like left. They didn't actually break up; he just left, and it was over. Yeah,
2: and same with uh, Ryan and um, Ryan Rasa. and Marissa,
1: and Ryan and Teresa didn't have like an official breakup. Like, Seth I and can't... Anna. Kind of had a breakup though?
2: Yeah, yeah they kinda they did. I couldn't remember breakup. I couldn't remember
1: how Luke and Marissa like actually broke up. But maybe that was but this was like the first They
2: broke know. up. You can't remember. They broke up because he um cheated on her with Holly.
1: And then he got shot. Didn't they have sex after he got shot? No, they didn't. Maybe. No, they didn't. I, it all jumbles together. You're right. You're right. So well, that it was a real breakup. With this was the first time I feel like we've had like a real like fucking adult breakup in this show. Like not not because something insane happened, just because like mm-hmm. we're not working. It's not working. Alex, in, in a way that I think these types of lines are only reserved to people whenever they've hit or like rock bottom. Alex mm-hmm. is basically like, I gotta get my life back together. Go home. Go back to school.
3: <laughs> I was like, what?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought her conversation was yeah. funny because she was like, "This actually looks like fun." Like, that's like, that's really cute and funny. Also,
1: oh, okay, yeah. it does look like fun. But also, if you go back to school, you're not gonna go like back to like, um, normal high school where they do things like this, right? Like, she's already now we have to go to
2: street school.
1: Street <laughs> school. Interesting. What is street school? Tell me about street school, Chelsea.
2: Oh, oh my gosh! Um, my husband's yoga teacher, um, like. does it I I don't know it's some situation like people who've either been to jail or dropped out or sometimes they send pregnant girls there but it's for people who it's like not it's somewhere in between getting a GED and actually going to school street school it's called street street school. school it's literally called street school like I think that's what the government calls it
1: I've never heard of it, but I am I, I, I feel enlightened. So Alex is, Alex is like, but like I just feel like that's the type of thing that you would get from someone. This was like a joke I used to tell in comedy. It was like you hook up with someone and the next day they're like, man, I got to get my life back together and go back to school. Because you're like their fucking rock bottom. You're like the reason that they're like, oh, I got I to gotta fix my life. That's what this felt like. Even though it didn't need to be like that. Anyway, they break up. It
2: was funny that she like sicked those guys on him. Like
0: that one dude had really nice was, hair
2: yeah it was beautiful he looked I, like the lmfao just, guy like <laughs> oh my gosh me and alex were those two dudes for halloween one year and everyone would stop and take a picture with him L-M-F-A-O. and no one knew who i was
1: it oh sucks. oh i thought not the thought, guys from the OC.
0: i was about to say oh my gosh
1: that is a deep pull
2: yeah alex was red foo and everyone knew who he was when to take pictures and then i was just like the person on the side you know, you
1: know they're related i think they're like a uncle nephew duo
2: well and they're related to paris hilton somehow
1: and redfu is like a financial analyst he's like on fox news a lot that's i know what
0: Stocks, stock 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 stocks
1: I tweeted like a, a screenshot of Redfoo's Wikipedia page which I spent some time on and like he's a financial analyst.
0: Okay, this is in-
2: I mean maybe the Paris Hilton connection makes more sense. Yeah. Uh you know what I thought was kind of cool about this episode is that also again it's a little peep reminder that Ryan is very gifted in engineering and architecture. Like that's yep. a recurring motif throughout the season that is cool and I don't know it shows growth with Ryan and it actually shows his journey from where he started day one in jail, talking to Sandy to who he becomes in the finale. So I thought this is a nice little reminder of that. I
0: agree. That, we didn't even talk about the fact how in the uh, at the end of the mall episode, there was a scene <coughs> of the two of them in the diner and Ryan was making fun of himself in the oh, pilot episode with the really French cute. fry oh, in his yes. mouth.
1: Hey, yeah, whoever you want me to be.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: That, was
2: that was really cute. There's one other it, thing... I have? love their fun and playful vibes. Like that's what's uh-huh. really fun about both of these episodes.
1: There's one other thing from the mall episode that I'm going to bring up that we missed. I love the mall minute. episode. Love the mall love episode. the mall episode. The episode after the mall episode ends um, with Alex Apology apologizes to Ryan. And I don't remember if we ever see her again. This may have been the last time we ever see her. This is the last one. She's the last time we ever see Alex, so she's out of our yep. lives now. That sucks. I really like Alex. Yeah, me too. Ryan lights the fire. Well, actually, him and Marissa do it together. They just say that they're going to do it together. I hate um, it. I wrote the, the last few notes I have are the bonfire is weird. <laughs> it's just like 100 kids rallying, like jumping up and down around a fire.
0: And the cheerleaders are wearing uh, hats forward Yeah, doing weird dances. The whole, thing, the whole dances. thing just felt
1: very like Nirvana music video. Um, <laughs> and... Ryan looks at Marissa and says, are you ready to go back home? And I was like, well, she's at home. She's on the beach. She's outside. We know she's at home. Uh, You're you're in her litter box. That's right. But yeah, so something that we forgot to mention in the mall episode was that when Ryan and Marissa were in the tent together for like the five minutes they were in there. They also reference the uh, Thanksgiving episode, and they bring up...
3: Oh, they were reminiscing.
1: Well, I think that was just their way of being like, hey, remember Ryan's brother is in jail, right? Remember Trey? Because I'm pretty sure Trey.
2: Oh! Uh Uh-oh, everyone. So they're setting us up... Because these these both were very much so, like, reset transitional episodes, and... You know, next week we're going to start a
1: totally new story arc. Uh, yeah, is that, ne- mm. I, again, I don't remember. Like, I guess Alex has gone now, and I'm assuming the next episode we finally get into Trey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure. Wow. So that's what we have to look forward to next week. We're going to have Trey in the house. Oh, oh, baby. Yeah. I thought he was in the show for longer than what he's actually in, because we're on episode 16. There's only 24 episodes. So it's only like, yeah, eight episodes of Trey.
2: Oh, that feels like a lot. I don't know. Ugh, the tramp. I, I feel like
1: he was in like half the season. I feel like Oliver was in half the season too, but I guess he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess I guess we're setting the stage for, for Ryan and Marissa to be something, set summer back together. I guess Zach will... Zach's the only one that like survived and like will return at some point. Mm-hmm. Like now He's, Alex is gone, DJ's gone, Lindsay's gone. I Luke and Anna, gone. Yeah, that's Zach's quite, the like, only one who gets we get enough time with. But like, if you go mm-hmm. back to the beginning of this season, I think it was episode three, like the new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all about, here, hey, introducing you to DJ and Zach and Lindsay and Alex. And they're all gone now, except for Zach.
0: Yeah. Dropping
2: like flies.
0: Last man standing.
1: Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, episode 16 and also the end of this episode of Keeping Up with the Coens. Man. I know. If you, want to, uh, if you want to keep up with keeping up with the Coens, tell us how much you love them all episode. You can find us on Instagram at CoensPod, C-O-H-E-N-S-P-O-D, or you can email us at CoensPod at gmail.com. Dylan, tell me about mm. podcasts.
0: <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Give us ratings. That's easy. All you have to do is just click five stars. Uh, you can do it while you stars. are... Or, or four. Those are the only two um, options. Yeah, there's, there, we there's don't want nothing four, else.
2: Four, five, or nothing. Five, or get the fuck out.
0: You heard it here. Five stars only. Uh, but do that for us, especially now that we're probably knee deep in this wonderful halo effect that the, um, the OC ladies themselves are giving us by virtue of Welcome to the Podcast, bitch, which I think for us on our recording timeline premieres tomorrow. Um, so oh, we get to see, yeah, get to see what our competition is like oh shit okay. but um, another really great way you can help us is by giving us an actual review uh, sitting down and writing something as you know if it says anything nice about me at all I will mention it and probably quote it mm-hmm. on an episode um, especially love the one where uh, where I was I think I read it last week where I was the reason why someone stuck with the podcast and not Ryan um, ah. So so thank you very very much for that yeah Ryan, you don't believe me? I'll read it again.
1: No, I remember um, I read it.
0: I saw it. Oh yeah, He's just mad. He's mad. You see the joy. Can you hear me smiling right now? That's what you give to me if you review this podcast. But um on remember a more when you series, said you were gonna
1: be dialed back and not as fun. Oh yeah. Well hmm. we're at the end now. Oh, you were lying. On a more,
0: and, and we're only at a, an hour and forty seven minutes, so I still have at least thirty minutes that I can just vamp.
1: But um Dilla all jokes.
0: All all jokes aside, that is the absolute best way you can help the podcast. Everything is based on an algorithm, and the more downloads, reviews, and ratings a podcast has, the more likely it is to show up when someone types in the OC, which, as we said last week, a lot of people are doing now, because Melinda and Rachel have their wonderful podcast out that uh, the Dylan listening to this has already listened to, but the Dylan saying this uh, doesn't know what to expect. So, like us. Like us review us subscribe tell your friends help spread the word the good word on the orange county
1: well i think that will do it for this episode uh anything else you want to say anything else Chelsea?
2: no we'll see you guys next week
1: mall episode